And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This week on Real Dudes Podcast, we celebrate our two-year anniversary. After a short break, we discuss our battle royales, the next big thing. Stay tuned for all that and more on this episode, this episode, episode, episode of Real Dudes Podcast. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. This episode is extremely special for all of us. It is our two-year anniversary. And my name is Kyle, and I'm going to talk like this the entire episode. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Disney's going to sue you for stealing Kermit's voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not affiliated with this man, for the record, Disney. Well, is Disney uh, listening? Now, now that I'm terrified that our podcast will get shut down by Disney, I'll just go ahead and introduce you guys. Uh, On the surfboard in the ocean is Carrington. Hey, 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 my dudes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And flying in his rocket ship is Andrew. Ahoy. Flying through this. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let's correct this. What astronauts say, ahoy? It's a ship, okay? It's a ship. I was going for a steampunk feel, you know, like Treasure Planet, you know. Don't be mad because you didn't think of it first, all right? It's cool. All right. And cooking out back in his George Foreman grill is Cody. Why do I got to be cooking out back? You got a dude on the surfboard and a pirate right. and a rocket, and I got to be on my George Foreman grill? Cooking inside of his panzer tank is Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, fellers, this episode's a good one because the game that we are reviewing is no game at all. Wait, what now? What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I can't deal. Yay, I'm prepared for once. (laughs) (laughs) I played Uh, this one. uh, We are at our two-year mark of the podcast, and I got to say that I am personally shocked that we are still doing this. Me too. In a good way. In a good way. (laughs) Um, You know, starting this back yonder... um, I didn't really know where we were going to go with this podcast. We we had a different different uh, approach to what the podcast wanted to be, you know, two years ago. And finally, we narrowed it down over this past year. And I think we are in where we want to be. Agreed. Um, I just, you know, it's just incredible that we have uh, people actually listening. Because, I mean, even just starting back... And seeing that we had, I feel like we had like three listens the first episode or something. And it was probably the three or the four of us that were on it. <laughs> probably. We all downloaded yeah. this, our own episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I actually have people that, that listen and, and, you know, communicate with us through social media. It's just such a cool, uh, cool small community to be a part of. And we are very grateful uh, to have such awesome listeners. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Guys, oh, were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh no, nothing. Just just opening up the table to the podcasters on here. Well, I I will say um, I did not expect to be doing this uh, for two years because I remember the I've listened to our earlier episodes fairly recently, and anyone feel free to not listen to them because they're yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> 
Oh boy, well, it's been it's been a long journey so far, a great one so far, and things have been happening this past year, and we have stuff planned heading into 2018 that's even more exciting and bigger than what, what stuff we've done before, and it'll be stuff you're used to as well. But uh, I will say that it's been great two years so far. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we did get confirmation that we won't be going to E3 this year, but I think that allows us to set higher goals for 2019. Mm. We know what we have to work for. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. I think last year what we applied and we didn't get a response, so we didn't know what we had to do or what the qualifications were or something like that. So now mm-hmm. we know what the qualifications are. Well, so I'm, now we know what we got At least we, we got do. a rejection response, right? Hey, response yeah. is something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Response is better than no response at all. It's progress. Failure, but still progress. (laughs) And I think that's been, like, the biggest thing for us this year is responses in general. I mean, just being able to communicate and reach out to people and being heard and, and, you know, people reaching back out to us. It's it's just such a cool feeling. It's something that I didn't really expect from the podcast at all. I just... You know, if you would ask me two years ago, uh, would you be contacting people within the community that are, you know, associated or help helping uh, developing video games? I would have said that we, we probably would never talk to anybody. Yeah. Or we have people contacting us. Yeah, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, that's been happening a lot more recently, too, is people contacting us, which is mind-boggling. I, it's awesome. It's an incredible it, feeling, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, it definitely is surreal. Um, and just like even even just staying in contact with these people and and you know I wouldn't hesitate to ask ask some of the guests that we've had to be back on the show uh, for another you know just to come on and chat and catch up and stuff. I don't know. It's it's a pretty awesome feeling. So hopefully, um, hopefully next year. Uh, we will have things a little bit more tightened up as far as trying to get on with E3. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Th- I know this year we are planning on being back up at Power Up Con mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hopefully make another appearance at uh, Cincinnati, uh, the Comic Expo. Yes, yes. They haven't opened it up to the press yet, so as soon as they open it up, I am applying us. And hopefully Once we again, can all go. Yeah, there's cool. two of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be really cool. Um. So, yeah. So, being a part of, of, you know, the podcast, I mean. I have a question for you, Kyle. Oh, okay. Since you're one of the OG members, (laughs) what do you remember most about uh, starting the podcast, um, just in general? Like, good memory or bad memory? Bad memories. Bad memories are always the best. (laughs) (laughs) They're the best. Bad memories first. Yes. So there's, there's two things that, that I would not suggest to somebody starting a a new podcast. And I kind of think that this discussion would be good for people that are wanting to start a podcast just cause, uh, I mean, we, we definitely learned through trial and error as far as like what topics we would want to discuss, like the first real food episode. That we discussed. I think that was our lowest downloaded episode ever. Between that and yeah, and then because uh, uh, we also talked about movies for the first time in that episode too. And we're like, yeah, let's not talk about movies That's anymore. That's definitely not what we want to do. Yeah. So if you want to hear a really bad episode, you can go to that one. I think it's like episode five or six. Uh, but for me, um, I do a lot of the editing of the episodes, and those first oh, at least ten episodes were just excruciating. <laughs> I remember spending like at least an hour a day just working on it and trying to figure out everybody's levels and how to make it sound good. If you go back to our, our first couple episodes, the, the audio quality is terrible. Um, secondly, I had two microphones set up because uh, Caleb would come over and record at my house. And I, it would have been better for me just to use one microphone, but I had it to where he had a microphone and I had a microphone. And so we were sitting in the same room using microphones, but they were set at different levels. So his microphone would pick up my voice, and my microphone would pick up his voice. So nice. we had a lot of echoing going on, and it was just just rookie mistakes. Uh, it, yeah, those were really bad. Harsh, harsh first episodes. Oh, yeah. For a uh, yeah. while there. Yeah. yeah. But 
at the same time, like, it was so cool because we're actually sitting down and we're doing this. And, and if I remember correctly, like, that first week, we were all kind of, like, on a, on a high, as you could say. Just because, I mean, just being able to create content and stuff for people to listen to is, is so cool and just rewarding. At least I feel it's rewarding, especially if somebody comes back to me and, and mentions something from the podcast that we had talked about. It's just, it's a cool feeling. It's definitely mm-hmm. good. And um, I think if I go back and check our stats for the first month as a podcast, we were able to get 30 hits that first month. For, like... For, I think we released two episodes within our first month, I think. Yeah. Do you want to give some frame of reference for the listeners then as to, like, comparatively? (laughs) Oh, wait, like, the favorite quote? No, no, no. no. Frame of reference. Yeah. So we got 30 hits between two episodes um, that first month, and now we release something every week, um, whether it be an interview or a full episode, which is we we switch those on and off right now. That's our current schedule. But we average uh, about 1,200 hits per month right now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> with our, it's a big difference with our full episode our fuller our full episodes which is what we're doing right now they are definitely more popular um our interviews usually aren't generally as popular um but they still receive a generous amount of of downloads yeah well so, just wait once we get that mark hamill interview dude it's just gonna be all upward, hey upward and upward from there i'm telling you dude yeah. i'm just gonna keep plugging away at that until it eventually happens it's Soon. going to happen we're gonna run into him. Here we like come. Cincinnati Comic Con. Like he's gonna be there for some reason one of these times, and like it's gonna happen. We're gonna lock he's that gonna down. Get, eventually, he's gonna get old enough to where he gets confused and he thinks it's San Francisco Comic Con, and he ends up yes. in Cincinnati. That's <laughs> so terrible. Like and then boom, <laughs> he sees us, and he's like, "Hey, I think I know those guys." And then we yeah. can be like, "This is the podcast you are looking for." <laughs> Wave our hand in front of him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what about you, Carrington? Same question. Bad memory or good memory? Let's, let's go good One memory. Let's fix it up. All, All right. right. So good memory. Early on, I remember, well, I was sober for those episodes, so I didn't drink at all like I do <laughs> now. <laughs> what two years does to a man. Yeah, Pretty much, It's dude. been rough two years. <laughs> I, I hit the bottle every time now. Oh, um, no, gosh. seriously. Um, those early episodes, I remember... I just remember having a lot of fun because we didn't really um, have the like topics nailed down yet. We just talked about whatever we wanted, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, and we just kind of just went with it um, with very little. Um, I mean, we were prepared for every episode, but it wasn't as like the way we do now. Nowhere near what we do now. No. Um, but I just remember it was it was kind of like a Wild West for us kind of thing. Like we were just like, let's just do what we want and see what happens. Yeah. Uh I remember that, and I remember like the first game that we had played. Um, it was it was like you name a video game, um, and the last letter of that game you have to name another video game with the first letter. Yeah, like, yeah, that was within like yeah. the first couple oh, episodes, right? Like that yeah. So like we would all go around the table, and we have to go as fast as we can. Then whoever ended up stumbling or screwed up, they were kicked out, and then we kept going till to the final two. I mean, we could definitely try that again. I, I talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend and he said that he I don't know how he did it but he said he played along with us <laughs> which I, I mean there wouldn't be a time slot but hey if it's that entertaining then definitely I feel like that's something we should try again yeah that'd, that'd uh, be interesting what about you guys I, I feel like Cody and Cody you came on before Andrew and I feel like Andrew you came on just a little bit after Cody I came on around July of last year I mm-hmm. think that's about uh, right, yeah. It was after uh, we went to Chicago. Hey. Um, yeah, that was a cool trip. I think that it was, was like August trip. or September. I think September for me. Yeah. So it was fun. I think my the worst moments were all the Nintendo games where I really didn't have a part of anything. <laughs> so I sit at my computer playing on my phone, just listening, because I don't have anything to contribute. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... Um, but it was fun. I, I enjoy the experience, uh, sitting down. It, it's widened my, um, game knowledge for sure. Yeah. I didn't really play a lot of indie games. I stick, stick to AAA titles cause that's what was advertised and all that stuff. So 
I'm learning new games and stuff I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a PC has helped. Um, access to Steam. Steam has almost everything you'd ever want. So there's always something to play and always something new coming out. Uh, little people creating their own games in their basement. I've talked to a couple of people on Reddit who do that sort of thing and have tried their games out, and it's actually pretty cool. They're not anywhere really, like, cool, like, super cool. They're interesting enough to play and keep an interest going. So, but it's it's interesting to see little little companies or independent yeah. developers taking part in the gaming industry and doing what they want to do and giving it a shot and putting it out there. Yeah, that's been my favorite part is widening my horizons. I'd agree completely with that. I'm the same way. I played mostly just your AAA stuff and a few maybe like of your top end, if you will, uh, indie games. But yeah, this has definitely broadened my horizons for sure. And I think that it's really an opportune time to, uh, I mean, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but uh, I think it's an opportune time to start getting into covering these games because I really do think that we're coming into a golden age of indie games. I think it's only going to get like, you know, you're going to have more of them that are going to be higher quality and that are actually going to be something that if the people are made aware of, like, it's actually going to be worth their time. Like, you know, sometimes there's been a lot of indie games released that were not worth anybody's time. No, no offense to anybody. I'm sure that people poured their heart and soul into it. But, you know, sometimes it just you just don't have the skill or the, you know, the, the wherewithal at the time to make it what you really want. I And uh, but I mean, we're seeing some now. I mean, shoot, I know we've covered our between all of us, there's been at least, you know, since I've started four or five that, I mean, they might as well, if they'd just been a little longer, they might as well have been a triple A title. I mean, especially yeah. compared to some I've played. Yeah. But yeah. so no, it's definitely uh, a good time to be in, in this. One, it's, a, I mean, we've talked before, you know, these bigger outlets just don't have the ability to, to cover all these games. And by, by no means do we have the ability to cover all of them, but maybe we can bring a, uh, bring some really solid, you know, games uh, that would obviously go otherwise unnoticed to people's attention that could honestly have a serious impact on their, you know, their gaming history, if you will, you know, kind of mm-hmm. just affect what, how they how they play and what they look for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thinking about that, there's at least a handful of games that we've played that, that I can go back and, and genuinely say, like, they are some of the best games I've ever played. I'm telling for you, sure. dude. Rhyme is never going to leave me, man. It's like, no. it's it's going to be there forever. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe how much I love that game. I was really fortunate. I was one of the first episodes I actually was involved in. And yeah. maybe it's just that nostalgia, but based on your guys' responses just right then, I, I don't think I'm alone. No, mm-hmm. yeah. No, Grime was a great game. All around. Wonderful. And, and going on with what you were saying, like, I feel like that game in general, I mean, that's a perfect example of, like, it needs to be brought to other people's attention. And mm-hmm. I feel like the people that, that are stuck on playing AAA games, which uh, for the longest time I played nothing but AAA games. I, I mean, they are the biggest and baddest games around. I mean, there's so much money and time put into them. But when you really, like, narrow down to spending 30 bucks on Rhyme, and, like, if I remember, there's not one word spoken throughout the game, mm-hmm. but yet it has such an emotional impact on like the message it delivers and like the backstory to it and everything. It's just such a perfect game. And I feel like anybody who hasn't played it needs to play it. Yeah, I agree. And and put down your your Call of Duties and put down your Overwatches and put down your Fortnites and whatnot. Just just spend six hours and play this game. And put down your phone while playing the game. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> play the game. Don't play the game and surf Reddit. Just pay the game, like, focus on the story, the music, everything. Just put yourself into the game a little bit. Oh, my goodness. For yeah, if you a couple a hours headset, or something and try it. Yeah. If you have a good headset or sound system, make sure you just, that music just wraps music its arms around awesome. you and, like, pulls you in. Yeah, for sure. So, other than Rhyme, I mean, we all know that, that Rhyme was our game of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Is there any, like, we'll say... Your favorite, well, besides Rhyme, your favorite game that, that may, you may may have covered or played or something that, you know, that the podcast has covered. Is there anything that sticks out to you that we discussed previously? 
Yes. Um, for me, it's definitely Celeste, um, which came out earlier this year. Okay. Um, if you guys have not played, if, if anyone listening has not played it, I'd highly, highly recommend it for, you know, what Rhyme did emotionally as far as, you know, l- losing someone you love. Celeste has done the same as far as depression and anxiety is concerned. Okay. And that was, uh, we covered that, what, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. What's that? I said we covered that a few weeks ago. It's been I a mean, few months. That's a couple of months, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that been was the first episode of the year. Well, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Come on, Kyle, pay attention. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So they all jumbling together you. now, two years, and you can't pay attention anymore. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Honestly, I'm gonna, I thought... <laughs> I'll go a little outside the box. I don't know if it is outside the box, and I still have, like, because there's just so many so many other things that, you know, demand your attention and so many other games, so I really haven't gotten to log the hours I want to. But if I want to, like, pick the game that was the biggest surprise, pleasant surprise for me, mm-hmm. like when Carrington told me whenever we covered it, I just think it was just towards the end of last year, that's like, yeah, we're covering a game. It's called Golf Story, and I'm like... Great, this is going to be so fun. Oh, another like, Nintendo thank for, title. Thank you for wasting <laughs> my time. And like literally within like 15 minutes of picking that game up and playing it, I'm like, oh my God, I love this game. Yeah. Like, and that is one of those games, like you said, that you would never touch if you didn't have somebody there to recommend it. So once again, people, Golf Story, get on it. It's a good train. Uh, yeah. No, like that was absolutely the most pleasant surprise. Like I had zero expectations because like, I'm sorry, when I think golf, I think boring and stupid. Yeah. Like, the only golf game other than that that I've ever enjoyed was Mario Golf because Mario Golf is amazing. Sorry, Cody, oh, yeah. but, you know, more Nintendo love. Um, Mario, I understand. I grew but, up playing Mario. Mario, Mario I can understand. Sonic is better, but oh, thank you. Okay, Carrington, Carrington, stop, stop. You have no vote in this. You literally are the biggest fangirl ever for Sonic. If anybody follows Carrington's Instagram, you'll see that this man just completed his Funko Pop collection for Sonic. So um, <laughs> he's a little biased. Let's just slow down. And I've got my 16-bit Sonic hat. Thank you. Yes. If you notice, Mario's too cool for Funko Pop. Exactly. But... Uh, but anyway, but no, I would say that my biggest, um, my biggest overall surprise, I'd have to go golf story. Um, and I, I said, I don't know that it's the best game we've played, but to me, it really had a Scott Pilgrim vibe. And I, I hold yeah. that movie in the highest regard imaginable. Um, mm. and it just kind of took me into that mindset. And so for that alone, and just, just it was just such a charming and still fun, like fun gameplay, but the story and the characters, were, especially the characters, which is so freaking charming. So I'm going to yeah. go with that one. Uh, and then I'm going to throw in a, a kind of a an, another one that I don't not quite on that level, but uh, I really enjoyed membrane, guys. I'm just saying, I was expecting like, you to say that. I'm a little disappointed, honestly, that the devs haven't gotten back to us. So uh, shout out to you putting you on saying? blast right now. Um, <laughs> no, I, that's uh I would really like to talk to them a little bit more about that. I still have yet to partly because I, kinda, you know, we haven't got a deadline set to maybe interview them. But if we did, I'd like to pick it up and complete completely finish it. Although I got most of the way through it. Um, yeah. Awesome, awesome puzzle game for anybody who wants a cheap puzzle game that's uh, a little different. Yeah. So there it is. I wholeheartedly agree with um, Golf Story. I a membrane. I didn't get a chance to play it, but it definitely looked cool, and uh, it was kind of funny watching your frustration as you're driving <laughs> home there. Um, but yeah, and along with Celeste, like all those games are, I think fifteen dollars and under. Celeste might be what twenty. Yeah, I think Celeste is like twenty bucks. Yeah, and they're all great games. So definitely, like, definitely great, great games for for uh, the money. Uh, Cody, any, uh, any games stick out to you? For me, one of the standouts was What Remains of Edith Finch. Okay. Fitch, whatever, whatever, <laughs> however, changed whatever. changed our view of that uh, forever. Yeah, <laughs> so hard. Freaking Carrington. That yeah. was a classic. It's like when we discussed it, I didn't get to play it, but I watched some, I watched the playthrough of it and it was super cool. Since then, I have played it. But then we um, interviewed uh, Carrington, help me with the name Valerie. Valerie. Oh, Valerie. Rose Roman. Thank you. Yeah. i know you wanted to say your name it's fine uh no so so we interviewed her and just talking with her the voice behind the uh actress or the voice of for the character played Mm -hmm. was super cool 
And having the opportunity to speak to a voice actress of a video game, I never thought we'd have the opportunity to do, or me myself have the opportunity to do. So I think that's one of the standouts for me. I have other standouts that we haven't discussed, but I'm, I don't know if we'll get to that or if we don't get to that, it's fine. Okay. But that's, that's one of the games which we discussed that I like the most. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I was thinking about picking the Youth Finch, but I want to change things up. Uh, first of all, before I go into the game, uh, that interview with Valerie was excellent. Thank and you. then secondly, uh, the interview that we had with the uh, creator behind the game, Ian Dallas. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet and you love the game, go check it out because uh, diving into his head and the process of making the game and just, just talking to him in general was such a great experience. And I will say real quick, that game just won a BAFTA for best game. So oh, yeah. congrats, congratulations to uh, Giant Sparrow and the whole team there for um, winning that award because that is awesome and very much well-deserved. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so thinking about the podcast and the games that we have played, um, obviously, you all know my probably my top one of my top five favorite games of all time is inside um so i enjoyed playing that i'm not going to go into that because you all know that um little nightmares was a great follow-up to it but i think the game that caught me by surprise the most and i am surprised none of you said this hello neighbor doki doki (laughs) (laughs) that's actually accurate he caught you man i'm just saying uh Props to Katie. And uh, that's Real News Podcast. Everyone, you can follow <laughs> us on. <laughs> that was my last episode because Kyle's going to kick yeah. me off now. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah, that one was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It's great. I was, Props to I, Brianna, my sister, Andrew's wife, for suggesting we cover that. Yeah, and yeah. Um, not props to all of you for leaving me out in the cold in that one because I did a ton of research and Let's like watched so many videos on that game, and then you guys recorded it like a day before I got back from vacation. So, <laughs> no. thank you very much. In our defense, you're like, just go ahead and record. You got yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything? Is there anything about the game you want to get off your chest right now? I'm nothing that hasn't already been covered. I mean, that's the thing about that. Like, that was one of those games that like so many people got into about the time we were covering it. That like. Mm-hmm if you were willing to do a little research into some digging, like you, you guys got to the heart of pretty much everything, which was awesome. Cause it is like, you yeah. definitely, once you start down the rabbit hole, it's, it's quite a ride. Oh, for sure. But I gotta um, say, I had never seen Cody dive into a game so hard before. I like research. <laughs> <laughs> so when I can do like yeah. the research and the nitpicking and behind the scenes and all that stuff of like, all that stuff of a game, it's interesting to me. All I can yeah. say is like, uh, so, I know that so um, if we find more stuff like that, I'm in, but, I can't wait to see what they actually, if, I mean, I know they heavily, heavily teased that basically Doki Doki was just like the greatest game trailer of all time, essentially. Uh, So I really want to see where it leads to. Um, That would be. I'm curious if else or team Salvato will do anything for E3 since like behind the scenes of the game, it released it. It depicted a game releasing in 2018, but it's 2018. So. I don't know oh, if they're keeping something. Yeah, I don't know if they're keeping something behind the covers, or if they it was just a tease and they're not game, doing will, it. My my mind will blow. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then who was it? Um, Carrington, help me out with this. I know Brianna. Who's that? Uh, oh, that's terrible. That YouTuber that Brianna watches all the time. Uh, Matt Pat. What's his channel? Game, game theory. theorist. Game mm-hmm. yeah. Game theory. Well, he did some awesome work on that thing, and like basically, I well, I'm sure you guys already talked about how basically Yuri was pretty much that the heart of the whole game and that she was really, I'm wondering if they're going to bring her out as an actual protagonist, uh, in this next game or what the deal is. But like, I think anybody... she's the antagonist. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think, like, I think Yuri's the antagonist. Monica's the protagonist. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. No, we, we don't have to discuss this. So we've already I, gone down no, the no, rabbit no, hole once. Just, it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to <laughs> have another Doki, Doki literature club <laughs> episode. I will say, though, I've done this recently where I've watched other YouTubers' reaction to the first twist. Um, And my favorite is PewDiePie because PewDiePie is usually, like, very, you know, like, elaborate in everything he says and does. And he talks a lot. And then it happens. Like, he shuts down. And to me, that's entertaining to watch just to see people react to it, especially something like him who just literally just shuts down because he's talking. He's just, you know, 
kind obnoxious. of yeah and like you know narrating stuff because I, I enjoy pewdiepie now i did i don't enjoy pewdiepie's old stuff but i enjoy his new stuff so i was watching his reaction i was like i like markiplier's markiplier's is also yeah quite, quite yeah yeah but no that was that that game is just there's so many ways to go with it and just so much information to, to find out about and like I said, I'm just really curious to see how they're going to go with it. But that is a very awesome pick, Kyle. And yes, uh, shame on all of us for not thinking of it. <laughs> now, be, might, yeah. Before yeah. we move on, I just want to ask uh, Andrew, wh- which team were you on? Yes. Oh. Yes, that's which, important. Oh, who, do I, who am I? Like, oh, who yeah. was I repping? Oh, dude, I was repping Yuri. I'm not even lying <laughs> from the start. Like, she was the one who had the most depth. I know she was a little odd, but I mean, she's I think emo, was, man. I, I, I'm not typically that's not typically my kind of girl, but yeah, uh, but no, like, like I'm, you can ask Brianna, like as soon as I started, like, you know, getting into the game and learning about it, I'm like, because so many people didn't seem to care for Yuri, but I'm like, dude, if you really look at her and like, look at the layers of the character, like she's so much more interesting than any of the other ones. Yeah. That's just my opinion. So team Yuri. Ah. There you go. So uh, before we move on here, um, there's two things that I was going to go into. Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, talking about Doki Doki Literature Club, uh, we recently got in contact with the developer behind Panzer Hearts. Yes, sir. Um, and we are looking into reviewing that game and discussing it. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because after looking at a trailer today, it reminded me a lot of Doki Doki Literature Club. It's a text-based adventure dating sim based in World War II. Uh, you are... A, a mechanic that works for a like a tank warehouse, so you work on tanks. I can't remember the location of it, but uh, it looks cool. Um, and I'm hoping that we can get you get you all some more information on the game. It is a game that we have been uh, kind of covering over the last year, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Our first mini episode, we talked about that game, so it yeah. holds for me and Kyle at least. It holds uh, some some merit. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, on Steam, I think, now. I don't know if it's available to purchase yet, but it is uh, getting ready to release, I think, within the next month. Uh, that is Panzer Hearts. Uh, and lastly, uh, like I said, I just want to give a big thanks to everybody. Uh, everybody on the podcast here, everyone that's been associated with the podcast, and then just just our fans in general. Like, that is it's just such a cool thing, uh, you know, that we have people that listen. Absolutely, man. Yeah, can't can't say how much we appreciate it. Yeah. So, other than that, uh, let's take a quick break. Kleine Pause. If you like video games, debates, and silly banter, you'll love Gamerhead's podcast. Outside of your store, because I do feel like your store knows its identity. I do. I think that you guys know what um, you are. No? Not always. Really? He sells fidget spinners. Well, not anymore. I mean, for a yeah. while. But not I mean, anymore. Not, not You're experimenting not with that. anymore. That's what I'm saying, though. You were just experimenting. <laughs> Golf was made by a Japanese guy. Yeah. Yeah. Go Iwata. Yeah. Oh, the game. Yeah, not the okay. sport. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. like, huh. Well, speaking of Nintendo. <laughs> Follow Gamerheads on Podbean at gamerheadspodcast.podbean.com. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, hey, maybe I should see what the Arkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage because you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode, I take a look at video games based on comic book properties and how well they stick to that source material. So, whether you know the comics and want to actually learn how these games work, or know the games and want to know what the hell is going on, Go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com, the Brain Trust Bros Network, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hey everyone, Carrington here, co-host of Real Dudes Podcast. I'm here to tell you about our new affiliate, Podbean. That's right, if you're looking to get into a podcast, you can get your first month's service for free. You can do so by heading to the website, podbean.com RDP, or using the promo code RDP, and you can get their first month's premium service for free. 
They are our personal podcasting hosts, and we love them. We wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love them so much. So head on over to podbean.com slash RDP or promo code RDP and get that first month service for free. And as always, have a rad day. All right, this is how we're going to go into this. I'm I'm just going to keep this in here. So we're back, as you can tell by our our giggles. Um, Thank you for listening to our radical uh, advertisements. Um, So a big craze has been going on, and I I feel like this is as big as, you know, when Minecraft exploded. Uh, but battle royale games—they're becoming this huge craze within the industry, and uh, um, you know, games like PUBG and Fortnite are huge. I mean, they're—they're they're probably right now, at least I would say they're probably the most popular games out there. Anybody disagree to that? No, I wouldn't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. So, um, yeah. Battle Royale, uh, this, I feel like this was introduced with PUBG when it released, and then I feel like Fortnite took over, in a way. That's my opinion, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can agree with that. They they tend to run neck and neck, but I feel like Fortnite has the upper hand at the moment. Um, but are these games here to stay? Like, do you guys think that, that we're gonna see this game mode, uh, throughout other games, uh, in the future, and is it going to be something that stays with video games for the life of video games, or until the uh, obviously the next big thing comes? I think personally, it is definitely a fad, but it will be here for a while. Just like I felt like um, zombies were the big thing um, around in video games. Like you have to have some sort of zombie mode or zombie game um, out. Or and just before that, it was World War Two games. You had to have some sort of World War Two game out. They were coming out all the time. So I think Battle Royales are just the next thing that will be here for a little while. And, um, you know, just as proof, I mean, there's plenty of memes that are definitely going to keep it alive for a while. I mean, there was just a, a meme that went around just that's going around right now, actually, about E3 leaks. And it's all any major franchise you can think oh, of. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all about, you know, Battle Royale stuff. Man, I need to find that picture. What was there was there was uh, let me see there was Halo Six, uh, Battle Royale, Half Life, um, Yoshi's Island. Oh, it's called Yoshi's yeah, it's Murder a, Island. What, what, <laughs> but yeah, Yoshi's Island or Yoshi Murder Island. <laughs> um, yeah, I, just anything you can think of, it was on there. It was on the list. Yeah, I I kind of have to disagree a little bit, Carrington. I, I do in an aspect, but I think um, like I think that your meat and potatoes, you know, uh, shooters or or whatever you want to call them are always going to be probably something like if you're talking multiplayer from like your four to eight, you know, eight team, four to eight players on a team. uh, I think that'll, you know, is still going to continue to be your staple. But uh, I think that, you know, battle royals have been around, but they really haven't been very prominent. I think the biggest reason for that is just technology. I mean, it's just was difficult. I mean, it's still like the graphics of a battle royale are not up to par with like, you said, your, your more polished shooters that, you know, typically rely on a, you know, a four, six or eight, you know, eight player per team kind of setup. It's just more tight knit because of that. They can really polish everything and make everything just so. Um, but I think that's just it though. Like, Cause like there was a game, gosh, how long, I think it was like right when PS3 came out called mag. If anybody remembers that. Mm-mm. Um, and it was a battle Royale. Essentially it was either 50 on 50 or a hundred on a hundred. Oh like goodness. it was way ahead of its time. Um, and like, I actually like bought it kind of just because it when like like that's basically all I heard was I think it was like I think it was fifty on fifty and I was just like oh my gosh a hundred players in one lobby like that's insane because yeah. this was like I said think about that beginning of PS3 and um, it was kind of crappy don't get me wrong but I think there was it had a large following there for just a short period of time and I really think it was the novelty of it because everybody like that just blew their minds to think that something you know a battlefield of that size could could be possible. And now as, you know, our, our consoles have gotten better, obviously our PCs have been good for a long time, but, the, you know, the consoles are finally getting to where they're reasonably powerful, especially comparatively, you know, people's internet connections all across the board are getting better. Um, we're just able to sustain it more. So I think that it's going to die back. I don't think it's ever, you know, it's gonna not going to be at this fever pitch forever, but um, I definitely think that uh, they're going to be a neat, a niche from here on out. Like there's always probably going to be a, 
a handful of battle royale games coming out every year from this point forward and and, and maybe more but i think that's like at least you're going to continue to see at least a slow stream of them coming in even once it you know dies down some just because like i said we, we're finally to where we can just kind of like how they came out with the uh you know the star wars prequels you know came after you know chronologically they you know don't make sense but it was just the technology and i think that's just what it is people have wanted this for a long time but we're just finding where we can actually get it you know consistently mm-hmm. i feel like it'll be a thing for a while then the next big thing will come along and it'll kill it or die it down i guess yeah exactly because there, there's still zombie games. There's still World War II games everywhere. But they're not as prominent as they were anymore. I feel like it's going to be the same way. Uh, Fortnite can only add so much. PUBG tournaments can only go on so long. I don't know. It's cool. I, I like, like it, right? I like seeing the different adaptations of Battle Royale games. That's that. That's my favorite part because you have the big two right now, which is PUBG and Fortnite. But then you have Darwin Project still in early beta. Actually, Darwin Project came out already, but that was in early access and beta for a while. And now there's uh, Maelstrom, I believe. I just saw a video on it today, but that's a pirate ship battle royale game, Ooh. which which seems really cool. You can pick from. Like three different classes, three different ships, and then you jump in and you you're on the seas fighting other people on ships, which is actually pretty cool. And the graphics look pretty neat too. It's on Steam. Uh, I might pick that up. But just seeing everything, uh, I think Paladins is working on a battle royale game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halo yep. Halo Six might be doing cool. a battle royale game. Mm-hmm. Paladins, you mean Overwatch sixty four, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Inside joke. Sorry. Uh huh. (laughs) Actually, uh, get this. Actually, I'm gonna fall back to that. I was just looking up uh, that game I was talking about for PS3 Mag. Mm -hmm. I I totally understated, dude. Most play. Actually, one. It's hold. Let's see here. In when was this? I don't know what year, but Mag received an award from Guinness World Records as most players in a console first-person shooter with 256 players. Good night. Wow. I'm telling you, dude, this thing was a forerunner for these kind of games. And I only played it briefly just because it was it was kind of rough. I mean, like I said, it was, you know, it's Fortnite, would, which obviously it's, you know, it's been several, it's been quite a few years. So it makes sense. Fortnite would be so much further ahead. But uh, talk about ambitious. Uh, and like I said, I know there was a, a very strong following there for a time. But I think they said the, sh- the servers finally shut down in 2014. But uh but yeah, 256 players. Like that blows my mind. I totally didn't think. It, I think my my mind was just like, no, that's not even possible back then. But there you have it. You know, going back to Cody uh, talking about um, pirate ship battle royale, is there any kind of um, you know genre outside of the shooter that you could see a battle royale game being like our, our typical battle royales that are out now? Something outside of the box. Okay, I got this. Like it's like a Super Smash battle royale. Huh? Huh? Okay. It could like, do that. I'm like, it would, it, would it be like a hundred players on a on a map, yes. like a Super Smash map? Uh, I could see honestly. You could just like, and I'm oversimplifying it, but why couldn't you just do just like Fortnite? Just drop a bunch of people into a massive arena, and just you know continue to shrink the arena as the players start to lessen more and more. And and I mean, once again, you could spice it up put your own spin on it but that's just a rough concept but tell me that you wouldn't at least be mildly intrigued by literally like just taking super smash characters throwing them into the Fortnite map and letting chaos ensue the problem with that is with so many characters you couldn't drop in and it'd be an even playing field upon landing like with Fortnite right now and PUBG, you land and you have your fists or pickaxe when you land in with Super Smash Bros, you could be Kirby, you could suck up something and be super powerful, you could be Captain Falcon and mile punch someone from a mile away, Meta Knight and fly away. It's just well, with the different I mean, characters, to... there's a whole lot of a lot of balancing that would have to be well, done yeah, for an even playing field to ever exist. 
Well, that could be done. I mean, it's been done. I mean, it's been done obviously on a much smaller map, but that's that's easy. It's just like anything, you know, like Overwatch, there's counters, just certain characters beat certain characters. And I mean, you might have to do like a squad based thing. It might be difficult to do solos or you could there's a lot of ways they could limit it or adjust for different game modes. But uh, I mean, yeah, a challenge. But even so, I guess to, to Kyle's point was just that what would you like to see or what do you think would be okay, possible? Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Like to see would be cool. Yeah, that's the, kind of what I'm going for. And I, I mean, obviously, there's there's things that we uh, that would release that just couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would take a lot of time and a lot of you know zeroing down on character skills and stuff to do a, a smash uh, royale type thing. But it'd be awesome. But it would be amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I, think, awesome. I think one that's plausible right now and would actually be conducive for a battle royale would be destiny battle royale like it could it's that possible. would be dope i mean the weapons themselves are already randomized and mm-hmm. you can drop in with nothing but your gear so you i mean that and that's aspects i mean it's not a level playing field per se but it could still work mm-hmm. would super still be in the game Ooh. Yes, yes, because we're still talking about a twist of some sort to try to make it different than the rest. Mm-hmm. So okay. supers would still have to be in there, but I could see like supers becoming at, like starting charges maybe after a minute or so. Like when the the arena starts to shrink, that's when supers themselves can start charging. So like just drop someone, drop a hundred people on a planet, like, mm-hmm. or you get your first kill and then your super starts charging or something. Yeah. So you can't camp in a bush until the end mm-hmm. and. And it works for both guy. singles, duos, squads, any on all those moves. Like it works still. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. Destiny. It was perfect. Bungie just has to set it up. But of course, that's just another shooter. Like that's yeah. not really that's not yeah. really breaking the mold whatsoever. That's, that's outside, just reskinning the box. So I was there's uh, one thing I was thinking. I know Carrington, you love this mm-hmm. uh, Ace Combat Battle Royale. Oh my gosh! Ooh, yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. That would be insane. Yeah. I will take that right now. Take my money. I'm, a hundred planes dogfighting. That's insane. That would be amazing. I would take that. I literally, I would take that right now. Yeah. Um, now, I, and I think I heard that, that, I don't know if it was a rumor or what, but doing like a ba- Star Wars Battlefront Royale type mode. I could see that. I could see it, but I wouldn't want it in Battlefront just because the reputation it yeah. has right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once again, so it looks like, well, you could do shooters, but I mean, I think you could definitely, definitely, that was a good idea, Kyle. You could definitely do like a flight, uh, a, you know, a dogfight type game. Yeah. Like, so I think you could definitely do the, you know, you could even do like a Street Fighter type setup, yeah. which is kind of in the same vein as Super Smash, but well, like, Street Fighter would be a way to be, I think that would be a little more, like, an ease, more easily balanced game. Like even World of, World of Tanks also. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I mean, okay. Yeah. Same thing, but instead of being on teams, you're just solo with 100 tanks on on a map. Like with your George Foreman grill, you could yeah. be grilling in your pants or tank because you're yeah. annihilating your enemies. <laughs> yeah. But then you're also eating healthy, so you're going to live forever. So. Oh, yeah. um, man, there was one more I was thinking of, and I can't remember. Um, well, while you're thinking about it, I did yeah, support going. a Battle Royale type game. Um, on a platform called Fig, which is similar to Kickstarter, but it's specifically just for games. Um, called Crazy Justice, which should be coming out here pretty soon, and it does look like a lot of fun. Um, it, it was announced about a year ago. Um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. It's the first battle royale game to be announced on the Switch, um, and they did announce it mm. for all other platforms: PC, Xbox, and PS4. So. Okay, I got I'm another excited. one if we're talking about Royale. Is, and this, I'm, I'm I'm stretching or reaching a little bit more on this. I don't even know if it's possible. But what about an RTS? A gigantic mm-hmm. RTS. Like just oh, throw yeah. a bunch of people. What's an RTS? For real-time those people strategy. who don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, real-time yeah, strategy. Yeah, real-time strategy. Like Command and Conquer. Yes. Uh, Could you imagine War. like having like 50 people dropped into a map instead of like four on Command and Conquer? Okay. That would be so, so amazing, and I will take it because I miss that series. EA owns it, and it's their fault it's not out right now. EA has so much to answer for. There would be a lot of a lot of microtransactions in that. <laughs> They'd love that. They would love that. You want to upgrade your city? Well, too bad. Pay me $5. <laughs> or grind for 4,000 hours. Yeah, yeah. Man, why can't I think of the, the other uh, game? It was like a really good idea, too. 
what remains of the Edith Finch Battle Royale? No. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking like another another cool series would be like a Mirror's Edge type Battle Royale. That would Ooh. fit actually. Yeah, that'd yeah, be cool. That would work. Um, free running slash uh, melee combat. Um, okay, I, oh, I got I got another go thought. Yeah. Um, and this is because it's a game that I so desperately wanted to be a success, and it just did not have the juice. Oh God, I'm still so angry about this. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, was um, evolve like if yeah. they had mm-hmm. go back, readdress it, make there be like more monsters, but make them not quite as powerful, so they could work as a unit. And then, like, have way more hunters instead of just, like, yeah. four hunters. Do, like, 20 hunters and three monsters or 50 yeah. hunters. Yeah. And, you know, try to have a balance there, but actually have a, a, a teamwork aspect for the monsters as well. Yeah. And, like, but still be an imbalanced number of players. I remember yeah. I bought that, the ultimate edition for that game for 15 Dude, I bucks. I so badly wanted it to happen it just sucked man it was like such a cool concept yeah awesome concept yeah and i remember like watching ign's coverage all of the game and watching like the whole team play and stuff it was such a cool concept for a game like four four team members battling one giant monster together dude i was yeah i was seriously like anybody i was talking to as soon as i heard about the game like i was beating the drums so freaking hard and it just did not work out man i was so sad um Another game, and they actually modded this, and I saw a YouTube video of it. Was uh, it was the NES or SNES Mario Kart? They had a hundred people on it, Ooh. and they threw in like other characters like Snake, and like <laughs> just other random like Sonic and stuff. Um, I remember like if you ran off the side of the road, uh, there would be a civilian that would just punch you and knock you off your cart and drive away on it, kind of like. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So like a uh, hundred person. Uh, uh, Mario Kart would be awesome, like a battle mode. Um, and then uh, the other thing is I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think? Who do you think the the grandfather of Battle Royale is? Because I have, I have an answer for this. It's but really to, hard. Minecraft. I'm going to say, oh, I guess Minecraft. I was going to say uh, DayZ. Okay. DayZ. Minecraft? Mm-hmm. I have no way to take a stab at it. Like I said, my, my best uh, mention of a forerunner was Mag, but I know it's by no means like the forerunner. It was just one that like really pushed the envelope at the time. So mine is Twisted Metal. I'm not, I'm not gonna look this up real quick. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I think how many really? players? Well, I mean, it was for original PlayStation, but it dropped you on a map with like eight other eight other vehicles that you had to destroy, and whoever whoever won or whoever was like the last standing vehicle was the winner. Isn't that kind of arguable though? That it's really even a battle royale if there's only eight players, and I know it's like well, based on but the time. You, I said the grandfather though. Like you go back to to okay, what was the first game where you players dropped you I mean, into? Couldn't a map? you argue that that's like you could argue Goldeneye at that yeah. point? No, but Goldeneye was a story based on a game. This is this game is everybody fights and one person lives. That's okay. And, and what is PUBG and Fortnite? <laughs> He's got everybody fights and one person lives. I suppose. I mean, I guess in that aspect, but it's, it's splitting hairs at that point. I feel like you could really make a solid argument in a lot of directions. Like, I don't think that was a defined forerunner, if that makes sense. But if you were to bring it to our generation now, what would it be? It was Minecraft. <laughs> just saying, just saying. I looked yeah. it up. It was Minecraft. Yeah, okay. yeah. I forgot about Minecraft had the uh, Hunger Games mode back in the yeah. day, which is yeah. what Battle Royale yeah. mode is. And then Daisy came in with mods and Arma mm-hmm. and all that stuff. When did uh, right. when did when did Minecraft actually come out? Are, like well, wait, are we talking? Wait, are we talking like beta or alpha or actually like 1.0 no, full release? release. Uh, no, it was 2010, 2011 in that area somewhere. Because mm. I was in college when the full release came out. Dude, then I'm throwing Mag's hat in the ring because it was released in January of 2010. And I'm sorry, but 256 players get on their level. <laughs> Whatever, guys. I still stick to my twisted metal. Fair enough. Enough. You can, and the reason you know. why I said uh, Daisy, because the guy who created PUBG created Daisy back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Yep. That is true. Well. Uh, but yeah, I do think they're here to stay for a, a little while at least, getting back on subject. That's all part of the subject, but 
I, I, I guess well, I guess I'll ask this in character. You say that, but do you ever see them? Be, I don't see them being gone. I feel like there's always going to be a niche for them from here on. I mean, do you see it like being like, okay, that was a fad and it's dead, and like we won't see a game for five years or or what? I think, let's say in five years, um, the mainstream people will be tired of it. Um, but I do think we'll still see them uh, pop up here and there with new ideas, uh, but nothing that will... I, the populator we see today with Battle Royale um, games, I think we're going to hit our peak here soon. Yeah, well, that kind of right. goes into the question that you posed to your Carrington. Uh, it says, Halo 6 is rumored to have a Battle Royale mode. Should AAA titles have this game mode? Yes. I also for think games that fit it, that games that fit it, I think Halo Six would fit that. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Go ahead, Cody. I feel like along with AAA titles, yeah, it'd be cool if they have it. I feel for a lot of indie game developers, they're big right now. If you can develop an indie battle royale, it's gonna gain traction. Like Darwin Project, I'm assuming is indie because I've never heard of the people. Yeah, but. That thing is taken off, and that's a cool concept and everything behind it. That was at E3 last year. Yep. Uh, Maelstrom just came out. I'm uh, currently downloading it right now because it looks super cool. Um, but that looks super cool. I'm assuming that's indie, too, because I've also never heard of them. But, I, heck, I've never heard of half, pe- half of developers anyway. But <laughs> I feel like for indie developers that if... If you're into development of it, go for it because they're big. And even if it takes five years or so and it dies out, the relaunch of, oh, Battle Royales, that was cool once upon a time, let me give it a shot, is not a bad thing for people and developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, so I think that, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Bringing it back to the indie niche. And yep. as far as AAA goes, I think that I would be totally down with it if it's an option. Like, like okay, you can do, you know, your your regular story, or you can go in and do like a four v four or whatever, or yeah. you can do like a battle royale. Like, don't force feed me, like especially on a AAA title. Like, that's all you can do on the multiplayer. Yeah. But if it's just a facet of it, then heck yeah, that'd be a great tool to add to the toolbox, so to speak. Which I think is it's rumored right now that uh, the the newest Call of Duty. Is oh God. Which, which uh, you know, I don't even care about those games, but as far as, like, news goes, they are opting out of a story mode to put in a Battle Royale mode. Oh, jeez. That, no. No. Yeah. Thumbs down. Yeah. No, you can't do that. I'm sorry. We've, we've already been down that road of trying to make a full, like, game that's actually worth $60, mm-hmm. but it has absolutely zero story, and it yeah. does not work. Like, they're a flash in the pan. They're popular for two weeks, maybe a month tops. Their player base, like, drops like a rock because nobody cares. Like, you yeah. don't have any reason yep. to care or get invested in it in any way, shape, or form. So well, that's a it, terrible idea. And you've got a developer that has probably, like, unending amount of money to put into a game, and they're just not putting a story into it. Yeah. No, it's just like, I'm sorry, but there's there's many examples, but the one that comes to my mind, and I think it's the best one, genuinely, is Titanfall. Titanfall 1 was a sweet concept, but it, and I played it pretty extensively, but it flamed out very quickly, as it should have. Yes. And I, I kind of honestly am sorry that I even bought the first one, because that is, a re- <laughs> you know, I was one of the ones re- rewarding you know the those that developer but then they came back with titanfall 2 they had a story it wasn't super long but it was long enough it was entertaining it was fun it made you care about the game and titanfall 2 was head and shoulders better not only of course because it had the play like the single player campaign but just the multiplayer was flat better as well um i mean it was one of those games that was like went from like a, you know the first one was maybe a five and i think that you know, Titanfall 2 was like an eight and a half or a nine. It was a sweet freaking game. It didn't get enough love partly because they basically abused the concept of the first one and didn't, you know, do their due diligence and released a half-baked game and turned off a lot of fans that were, you know, because that first one had so much hype and they just yeah. didn't capitalize. Yep. So. Wow. Cody? Hi. <laughs> do you have any triple a titles you think that'll be conducive to battle royale no i hate halo <laughs> halo 6 will be cool other than that i so i don't want to i really don't want to 
see many more. Yeah. I feel like what we have now is a good place. Otherwise, we're going to be piling everything on and the player base no, is going to no. get spread out. Cody, that's not how big business and especially the entertainment entertainment industry works. We have to milk it until there's absolutely no money left. Then we resurrect it mm-hmm. and milk it some more. That, 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 <laughs> and then once everybody is literally ready to blow their brains out, if one more thing comes out, then we switch. Well, that's that's how my brain would do it if everything worked the way I thought. Uh, that's how no you're on that you're absolutely right man no it's they need to like know when to quit when they're ahead like it's just like a good tv show man it's always better to quit a season early when people still want more yeah. than to run two seasons too long and everybody be like why is this still a thing yep. and because you have yeah. you have 10 triple a titles doing a battle royale game the player base is going to get split up and then yeah fortnite isn't is going to take 10 minutes to load into a battle royale and drop in with 50 people 50 people Yep. Or something. And PUBG is going to hope, oh God, please fix the bugs. It is, yes. <laughs> it is terrible. It's been out for a while. It's still bad. Mobile, mobile is better than console and PC versions. Yep. I don't know why. But come on. <laughs> I play mobile PUBG <laughs> way more than PC PUBG or console PUBG. That's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, there you have it, guys. Any anything else? No, I'm all good. No. I risk my piece. Wrap it up then. Let's wrap this show up. Um, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Real Dudes underscore Pod, um, Instagram and Facebook Real Dudes Podcasts, uh, and then also if you have any questions, any thoughts that you want mentioned to us, anything you want us to discuss on the show, you can email us at podcast at Real Podcast dot com. And follow us on Twitch, where we are live streaming right now. And we will next time. And you can ask us questions and join us in recording. Um, Preparation for... (laughs) (laughs) I love the smiley face. Preparation for next week's episode, we are going to have a good friend on. And uh, I'm sure you guys haven't heard of him before, but it's Phil. And <laughs> the chef, <laughs> Phil the chef. Uh, we are playing a game called Sea uh, Heroes Quest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like Science we mentioned on the mini episode, it deals with the study of dementia, and it helps scientists uh, I don't know, come up with a cure for dementia. But we're going to dive into that game more. It's free on mobile, Android, iOS. Pick it up, play it before we uh, discuss it, so you can uh, feel included in the conversation. Uh, if you have played it, email us questions that we'll discuss on the show. And uh, don't forget our Patreon. We appreciate our, those that are supporting us now. Uh, you can check out our Patreon page uh, on realtiespodcast.com uh, forward slash Patreon. And lastly, I have a note here. It says, we have shirts. We have shirts. We have shirts. You can get them on our website, www.realdudespodcast.com slash store. I hope Nintendo does well, just not in my house. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, make sure you pick up shirts. And, uh, yeah, we love the support again. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, Two years in the running. We hope we hit another two years out and another two years after that, another two years after that. We just keep going and going and going. Mark Hamill, hit Uh, us up. Yep, yes. Mark Hamill. Uh, and, Mark um, Hamill, Marky Mark. I'll take either. Ken, Markiplier. Ken Levine. Oh, wow. Markiplier. Markiplier, you're from yes. Ohio. Come on, yes. dude. You're, yeah. you're a Cincinnati kid. You can I know. join yeah. us. Yep. So, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I love you, and I uh, hope you have a rad day. See <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye. Take care.
And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.